In the name of Jesus, amen. As we wrap up our theme of the ageless questions of Advent, our final question this evening is simply this. Is this for me? There are so many out there today who look at the church and who look at being a part of this place, and they put certain regulations on what it means to be a part of the church. If you're going to be a member of the church, you probably ought to be regularly reading your Bible, have your scriptures memorized, and be one who gives a lot, volunteers a lot, prays a lot, and is regularly here day in and day out if possible. There are those who look at Christians today and say, you all live a different life, you all seem to be better or think that you're better than the rest of us, and yet all the while there are those who sit in our pews week in and week out and they look at all of this and all that they hear in the scriptures and they secretly and quietly ask in their hearts, is this really all for me? I don't read my, pa my Bible well, Pastor. I don't have a lot of things that I have memorized. I don't pray maybe as much as I should. I'm not there as much as I would like to be. I have done some really horrible things in my life. I've thought some terrible things. I have seen terrible things happen and done terrible things to other people. I'm not so sure this is really all for me. That's a good question to ask, and I'm sure it's a question that you have probably asked in your Christian faith as well. It's easy to look at this place and look at God today and simply look at God as one who has requirements of us. In a sense, coming to this place and saying, God expects certain things from you. God expects for you to give, you his, give your life to him. God expects for you to give more and more of your time, your talent, and your treasure. But if we really think about God in this way, and if we think that God is one who looks for all of these gifts from us, then he's really not a loving and merciful God. He's really not a generous God. And these gifts that he somehow is requiring from us are not really gifts, but payments that he's asking due of us. But still, wrapped up in our sins, our guilt, looking at our hearts, our minds, our lives, we wonder, is this really for me? If you look at our reading from the Gospel of Luke tonight, you'll notice that the angels do not go to the nobility of Jesus' time to announce his birth. You'll notice that they don't go to King Herod, which would have really just wrapped up a whole lot of big messes we find later on in the scriptures. They don't go to the chief priests, the scribes, or the Pharisees, which really would have been even easier for the life of Jesus. They go to the shepherds. Now, shepherds are not necessarily what we think of with our maybe Thomas Kincaid views of Christianity, a loving shepherd on the rolling hillside with the sunset and the lambs all looking at him gleefully and joyfully. Shepherds were smelly, blue-collar types that lived on the outskirts 
of their communities. They usually were not welcomed in by many people within the town. They hung out with the sheep, they protected the sheep, they got knee deep in the sheepy things that sheep do. They got into the mud, the grass, they searched over hill and dale for those lost sheep, and they were really sort of the outcasts of society. Not somebody that you're going to welcome to at your Christmas dinner. But nonetheless, the angels announced this news first to shepherds watching over their field by night. The angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And yes, they were filled with fear. These outcasts, so to say, were the first ones to hear the wondrous news of Jesus' birth. Fear not, for behold, I bring good news of a great joy that will be for all people. Take note of that. This is for all people. Is this for me? Yes, it is for all people. And notice how the angels speak to the shepherds. For unto you this is born this day in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord. There in the city of David, there as the prophets foretold in Bethlehem, the house of bread, is the Messiah, and he has come even for you stinky, smelly shepherds. This is a sign for you, they say. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And then the heavenly host comes about singing praise to God. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. We do not necessarily think of the shepherds as being the downcast and the least within their communities, but that is exactly who the angels are speaking this wondrous message to first. The least, maybe the last, maybe even the lost in that region that night. But this shouldn't surprise us because this is exactly how God operates. He operates in opposites of what we think and how we think he should work and with whom he should be working with. He goes out to find the least, the last, the lost, the losers of life to bring them into the kingdom of God. It is not the healthy who need a physician, says Jesus, but rather those who are sick. And so if you are sick with sin as much as I am, if you are downtrodden, if you are depressed, if you are lonely, if you're bitter, if you're angry, if you're confused, if you feel at times that God is not looking out for you or if all of this wondrous news is really not meant for you, I have news for you. For you, and for the life of the whole world, this Christ child was born. For you and for the life of the whole world, he would go to the cross to take on all of our sin, our guilt, all of our bitterness, all of our lowliness, to give us a new name, as we heard of in the prophet Isaiah tonight. You shall no longer be termed forsaken, and your land shall no more be termed desolate. 
You shall be called, my delight is in her. Why? Because in all of this, God has given you a new name. The name of his child. The family of God. He has called you by name and he rejoices in you being found, saved and forgiven and loved by his son. And because of that, he now looks upon you and says, yes, this is absolutely for you, so much for you, so much more than you can ever imagine because you are my holy people. You are the redeemed of the Lord. You have been sought out. You will live in a city that is not forsaken because God has brought peace by the blood of of his son who is our good shepherd, who became the least, the last, and the lost, who became sin for us even though he knew no sin so that he may seek you out and find you and make you one with him. Because in all of this, he has done all of this for you. So when you ask that question, is this for me? Smile. Smile a smile of faith. And know whatever gifts you don't receive next weekend for Christmas, God is looking out for you, and God has given his son for you. From the one who came to be your shepherd, your savior, your dyer, and your riser, the one who would do all of these things for you when nobody else would. You have received already the best gift of all, or as the angels put it, for unto you, yes, you, is born in this day of the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, born for you. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.